0: Hey guys, welcome to Che. I'm Shu. And I'm Sydney. And
1: tonight we're talking magic mushrooms. We are indeed. Not or- Magic the Gathering. Magic Mushrooms. If you want to do Magic Mushrooms and play Magic the Gathering, that's cool. Just invite us over. <laughs> yeah. Because that might be fun. Uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, maybe. Probably. We don't I've never played Mag- Magic the Gathering. Me neither. I'm never playing any of those games. So I don't know. Okay, but first. First first. Okay, first. okay, yes, yes. Because we were talking off off podcast about this, and we thought is this is too good to not share. So uh, we were discussing the last podcast on the left.
1: Which is one of our favorite podcasts. Really um, good. Super good. And it has three hosts: Ben Kissel. Marcus Parks, and Henry Zabrowski. And we were trying to figure out which one of us would date which one of them. But Shu suggested that we do a little last podcast on the left. Fuck, Mary, kill. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> this is a great game. I'm not deriding the game. I just really don't want to kill any of these you people. You have to. I know. Which, okay, go first. That's so mean. to tell me that I have to kill someone and I also have to decide it's who hypoth- I'm going to kill. It's hypothetical. I know. Okay. Nothing's gonna happen to them. I know. I just I love them. They're (laughs) like they make me feel so much less lonely. Yeah. Their shows are really good. It's like hanging out with friends that have the same interest and sense of humor as me and uh, I uh, you know I'm prone to feeling extreme loneliness. Yeah. And uh, when you're a podcast uh, fan when you are a podcast person you develop These relationships with people who you've never met and you feel so close to them. And then your fucking friend tells you you have to kill one of them. (laughs) Even if it's hypothetical. Okay. So. Who. Okay, you tell me who you would fuck first. Okay.
0: Because I'm saving. I'm saving the good. The good good.
1: Okay, you're saving the good good.
0: I think I would probably, this is hard. Right? I think
1: I'd probably just fuck Henry. You would fuck Henry? Yeah. I feel like Henry would be a fun fuck. It's going to be a quick fuck. We know this.
0: <laughs> it's going to be weird.
1: It's going to, yeah, well, I like weird sex. <laughs> because even if it isn't enjoyable at the time, it gives you something to talk about later.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so at least it's
1: memorable. Yeah. I just go that. Okay. So you're going to fuck Henry. Yeah. Who are you? Okay, if I'm just fucking him? Yeah. Just one time cash. Uh, I'm going to go Kissel. All right. I think I'm going to fuck Kissel because I like a tall man. Who doesn't? It's like, it's an adventure. Yeah. There's a lot of ground to cover. Climb that tree, baby. I love it. I don't think that Ben Kissel would want to be in the same room with me forever so he's not gonna marry me i like that even in my know. fantasy i know that this person <laughs> even if i force them to marry me they wouldn't want they're it they're not going to no so i would fuck i would fuck kissle. okay all right Marry? who'd you marry no i can't decide okay i think i have to marry henry okay <laughs> i i would like to marry marcus but he's a lot of work yeah, he's a lot of work. Like it. He's probably a lot of work. I would really enjoy it. There's a lot it. going on there. There's a lot happening. I feel like it might be a lot. Henry too, though. Well, in all, a different way. All performers need a lot of attention. That's what we're this dealing is with true. here. This is is true. you're not going to get a low. You're not going <laughs> to. You're not going to find a low maintenance partner in the entertainment industry. Yeah. So you know what you're getting into (sighs) yeah you both need attention yes you're gonna give it to each other i kind of like when my partner doesn't give me attention okay um otherwise i feel super smothered really easily you know what henry will probably ignore you exactly okay so perfect i feel like if i wasn't giving henry attention he'd go find it elsewhere I feel like Marcus would say, "I want your specific attention, Delorean." Yeah, and I would say, "I I can't. I have to go to work." And he would say, "Quit your job and pay attention to me." You know, <laughs> sorry, Marcus. Okay. All right. Who are you gonna Who are you gonna marry? I'm gonna marry Ben Kissel. Of course you are. He's
0: seems really nice. Yeah, <laughs> and he's tall. He is tall, and that and can be fun he, forever. Uh, you know into politics that's a little eh, it's a little iffy but yeah that is also like steady job maybe no no <laughs> not not at all
1: um not at all all right well but we're both gonna kill marcus i know i don't want to kill marcus i realized that and i felt bad can we instead of kill him just make him we'll just friend zone him friend that can be zone. worse than death okay I would rather be fuck Mary with... friendzone. Fuck Mary friendzone. I feel okay. a lot more comfortable with that game.
0: All right. Well. All
1: right. So we've I'm invented a new. We're we've invented a new game, and we're gonna friendzone Marcus. Okay. All right. We could play with that animal bones together. I feel like we'd have a great time.
0: Totes, I just bought a another wet specimen from the Curious Nature Store. What is it? A Phoenix. wet specimen
1: of? A little lizard. Cool,
0: and I bought an octopus too that I, I haven't shown anyone.
1: Shu has not shown anyone her octopus. Oh,
0: and I got an alligator hand. Really? And like, it's all shiny and leathery, and oh, it, it's really funny and cute. I'll show. It. I'll post
1: pictures on Instagram. Okay. Um. Well. Um. I when my toenail falls off from my broken <laughs> toe, if you want that, I already had someone ask me for my toenail. I don't but- want your toenail. <laughs> I'm giving you first dips, shoe.
0: <laughs> okay, actually, I do. I'll put it in a little jar. I have, actually, I do have the perfect little jar for it. You have the perfect jar so, for my toenail? Yeah. See? So I'm thinking about it. I do. So I'm okay. going to take it. Okay, excellent.
1: Excellent. Thank you. I didn't okay. want you to reject it. I once cut off the tip of my finger and I had uh, I was like long distance with my dude at the time. Uh-huh. And I uh, asked him if he wanted. I had these brand new sewing shears. Ginger. What up to Ginger? People who sew with Fiskars or, uh, you know, one of those fucking lame ass brands. Fuck you. Get some Gingers. Ginger shears are the shit. But I had a brand new <laughs> pair of gingers and I straight up cut my fingertip off Oh shit. like like nail finger, not to the bone, but it was like not enough that they're going to stitch it back on. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I offered to mail it to my dude and be like, hey, do you want and then you can have some of me with you. Mm-hmm. And he uh, said no
0: you no. not want me to mail him
1: my fingertip. <laughs> and uh it's probably because he had uh, moved in with another girl and didn't want her to open the mail and be like why why is, you,
0: why is there a fingertip? Why is there a
1: fingertip? <laughs> why is there a gr- why is someone mailing you a fingertip? Cuz that's yes. weird. You only do that if uh you are dating someone. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> do you have another woman cuz uh, another woman's fingertip arrived in the mail.
0: Did I tell you about my stepbrother's thumb?
1: No. <laughs> let's, let's tell you what I didn't hear about, which was your stepbrother's thumb.
0: When uh, when my mom told me we were moving into my stepdad's house mm-hmm. with his two sons, I was very upset because it was far away from my friends Yeah, and his new experience. And mm-hmm. I didn't know his sons. I never met them. Um, but we did it. And the first day of us moving in... Um the son told me uh the younger son told me that he had his the thumb um cut off by a rope when he was younger, uh a tire swing rope it wrapped around his thumb and and it cut it, it off. It cut it off? Yeah. And so um he kept it, the nub that was chopped off. Uh-huh. And it mummified no. and And then they proceeded to chase me around the house with their thumb, with the, well... The one person's thumb, but him and his brother were chasing me around. That's really fucking gross. It was very upsetting, and like to meet someone like that for the first time. That's not (laughs) a way to introduce yourself to someone.
1: No, I don't like that. Not at all. Uh, There's like a bar in Canada where the drink specialty is like um a thumb that was found in an iceberg, (laughs) and or it might be a toe. (laughs) but it's like the bar's toe it's mummified and Uh, um, it's some sort of specialty drink that when you go there you get the drink with the toe but you're not supposed to drink the toe right? um, because they reuse it they reuse the toe uh, That's and disgusting. about a year ago, it was a big deal because they've been doing it for a million years and, uh, someone <laughs> stole the toe.
0: No. Did they drink it?
1: No, I think they, they like ran out it? of it. I don't, I can't remember the story now. I didn't, it wasn't part of my research for the show because <laughs> I didn't know we were doing a toe show or a thumb show. Lost limbs. Yeah. We weren't doing bits and pieces. That's what this episode's called, Bits and Pieces, bits and pieces. with Sydney and Shu.
0: Fuck, Mary, friend zone, bits and
1: pieces. Yep. This is a real grab bag.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, since since you said that, why don't we get onto the real topic tonight?
1: All right. So we mm. are talking. <laughs> we can't even say it. We're so excited. We're so
0: excited. Ready? One, two, three.
1: Magic Mushrooms. <laughs>
0: Fuck me. I didn't say it. I'm sorry. Fuck me. That to. was like
1: when you're like, okay, fine. We'll just tell each other what we're the secret we're keeping. We'll just say it at the same time. I swear. I'll say. It. And then I fucking said it. I know. I and didn't. you didn't. It's like the time you asked me what my ghost fantasy was. And then I told you. <laughs> and then I said, what's yours? And you said, oh, maybe camping.
0: <laughs> After oh, I went.
1: So okay. Listen to our episode about um spectrophilia, spectrophilia. because funny. that's a good one.
0: Yeah, that's a good one to start out with. I think. I think so. If you recommend it to friends, like yeah. our podcast, just say start start with the spectrophilia one. Yeah. Um. I was I was gonna do it, and then I thought, is she just gonna say mushrooms, or is she gonna say magic
1: mushrooms? And, I realized that that yeah. was where it was going wrong when the, it was the, happening. Magic mushrooms. Magic mushrooms. They're mushrooms that are magical.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um. So. Tell me what they are. So uh, they're called uh, magic mushrooms. They're psilocybin mushrooms. They contain uh, psilocybin, psilobin, and biocystin. And those are psychedelic compounds. They're really similar in chemical structure to LSD. Um, There are 180 species of mushrooms that contain psilocybin. And, uh, humans have been using these for over 7,000 years that we know of. So, um, it's not a modern thing. It's part of, uh, human history. That's
0: so crazy. So I, for some reason thought that like, I heard that you could only get mushrooms to trip on in cow shit.
1: That's not true. That's
0: just like some crazy myth. I was like, I didn't know they're just naturally growing. All over
1: the place. and Yeah, and not just in cow shit. Yeah. Uh, I actually met this old hippie who was telling me about how he used to grow them in his dorm room. Oh. And uh, I said, give me your phone number. I'll I'll get back to you on this. Uh Uh-huh. But I'm just kidding. I don't don't, uh, buy, use, grow, cultivate, or sell drugs.
0: No, neither do I.
1: I make coffee. Me too. So, um... And you can you can get these not only on a cow pie. That's um, that was the moral of that. I just wanted to do a legal disclaimer.
0: Yeah, uh, the persons yes that we are legally yes. born as yes do not do drugs. Yes,
1: the real life, real world entities of Shu and Sydney do not do, nor do we advise that you do drugs. However, the characters of, of the show of the show. A shoe, that's in quotes when I say it. Yeah. Shoe, in quotes, and Sydney, in quotes, the characters do drugs. Yes. So, the, yeah, that's different. We still don't advise that you do. We it. don't advise, nor do we recommend, except for that I, speaking as the character of Sydney DeLorean, highly recommend the use of psilocybin mushrooms. I use them regularly. Uh, they're a huge part of my mental health and self care oh. routine. And um, I always say, you know, don't. I don't go into things like a party drug don't you know what I'm saying like know what you're getting into and be prepared for it but uh, if just like we said in the MDMA episode like know what you're doing
0: on the drug know what effects it's going to have know where you're going to be who you're going to be with. Like just be responsible, be
1: safe about it. Yeah. So, yes. do you want to go over the effects of the drugs? Yeah. So, um, some things you will feel
0: on mushrooms are euphoria, altered thinking processes, uh, closed and open eye visuals, synesthesia, altered sense of time, and spiritual experiences, which I'd say is a uh, yeah. That's yeah. All hap- all of the happen. above.
1: Um, all of the above. Yeah. I, uh, so here's an interesting thing is they used to think that your brain wasn't, um, was a reducing valve and you weren't, um, how am I trying to say this? So they used to think that you weren't seeing everything. People would think you don't see everything in the world. Um, but if you do psychedelics, that then... You um, see more.
0: Uh, it kind of opens up your third eye.
1: Yeah. And um, now the cool thing is uh, part of the psychedelic renaissance is they can do uh, fMRIs, which is a functional magnetic resonance imaging. So they can like watch live feed of your brain activity. Uh-huh. And so we have a better understanding of how psychedelics work. And it turns out. That um, doing psychedelics actually doesn't increase brain activity. It reduces brain activity, but only in certain areas. So um, the areas when they're working, they actually work to constrain um your perception. So if you were seeing and observing everything at all times, it'd be overwhelming to your brain. So right. your brain uses these areas, these uh, nodes to uh, constrain your perception of the world um, and kind of filter out things like, oh, I don't need to see that. I don't need to know that. Uh, I don't know her like uh, Mariah Carey. <laughs> um, so the uh, this one guy, I read this time article, The Magic. Uh, magic mushrooms expand the mind by dampening brain activity. And that sounds counterintuitive, right? Like how would they expand your brain by suppressing it? And um, this one scientist in it said the results seem to imply that a lot of brain activity is actually dedicated to keeping the world very stable and ordinary and familiar and unsurprising. And we talked about it in one episode when we talked about... um, I think we talked about uh, the hollow mask tusk and schizophrenia and how your brain will change perception so that what you see aligns with the reality that you understand. You don't
0: know why you see the egg or remember an egg when you didn't see the egg.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah. Oh, so we talked about that, yeah, in split brain um, studies and how... uh, I don't, did we talk about the hollow mask on this show? I don't think we did. Oh, fuck me. Everyone's gonna need to Google the hollow mask test. Okay. It's a way to tell if someone has schizophrenia. Basically, picture like a mask you would wear on your face. Uh huh. And we are trained to recognize faces. So if you see the outside of the mask, it looks convex, it looks like a face. And if you flip it around, our brain will still see it as a convex face. It, Our brain flips the image. But people with schizophrenia don't. They see it as a hollow mask. They see it as a hollowed out face. So it's a weird... Um, what do you call those visual... Uh, it's like
0: a visual game sort of Yeah. Thing?
1: What the fuck are those called? Illusions? Know. Yeah. Yeah. So like... Where um, sk- people with schizophrenia actually see it for what it is, which is a hollow mask an inside-out face, but people without skin- schizophrenia, our brain wants to make sense of the world, so our brain makes us see a face,
0: oh. which is
1: crazy. Um, and so, like that, a lot of what our brain is doing is actually uh, filtering and shifting reality to align with our preconceived understandings of it, because it wants to keep the world "quote unquote" normal to right. us. Um, I'm going to have to try that. Oh, dude, it's so fun. Look I'm, it up.
0: I'm afraid that I might get... This is so dumb because I know you have to be, like, born this way, but I'm so afraid I'm going to get schizophrenia.
1: Yeah, you're not going to... Like, mean,
0: I'm just so afraid that one day it's going to kick in and I'm just going to start hearing shit or just freak out, which I know it's not even... It's There's such a stigma around it. We should do an episode around it. We should. I'm totally into so, that misunderstood as to like the effects of it and what what really happens and i feel like people only ever hear about it
1: when it's It's voices and they're violent
0: it's at an extreme and people are not taking care of themselves and it's gotten to such an extreme that they can't take care of themselves and then that's when people hear about it
1: yeah so we can totally do a show about it because it's very interesting um the way schizophrenic brains work um Cause yeah, in a lot of ways, they'll see reality more accurately than a normal brain because they aren't trying to uh, make things that challenge their reality make sense. Um, so yeah, the so the interesting thing is what um, what mushrooms do is they suppress brain activity in two areas of the brain, and one is the medial prefrontal cortex, and this. Part of your brain is related to ruminating thoughts, obsessive thinking, and depression. And uh, this one neuroscientist said the most reliable finding in patients with depression, because you know how they say depression has different sources and causes in everyone, mm-hmm. but the most reliable finding in um Patients with depression is that they have an overactive medial prefrontal cortex. So this section of the brain, mushrooms actually suppress activity in it. So it suppresses that rumination and obsessive thinking and depressive thought. Um, And then the other part of the brain that it suppresses is your posterior singular cortex. And that's responsible for your ego and your personality. Oh, wow. Um, So a lot of people with... um, who do psychedelics talk about ego death. There's that word that they say uh-huh. where their sense of who they are completely dissolves because they get the, the drugs make you feel very connected to the universe yes, and you feel like a part of this greater, I don't know, greater organic organism and you are not this strict individual that is so separate. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important, especially, uh, I, I mean, I talk about my feelings of loneliness all the time. Why do I need last podcast on the left? I feel so alone. Right. Um. But uh, mushrooms definitely make you feel more connected to humanity. And oh, for sure, it's uh. I should say I microdose. I'm. I uh, I don't know if I've mentioned that. So what is microdosing? Microdosing is when you take a sub psychoactive dose of a hallucinogen, so where you don't consciously feel the uh, psychedelic effects, but it still works on those serotonin receptors. Uh-huh. Um, all treatments for depression, like uh, electroshock therapy, ketamine, Prozac, um, they all reduce activity in these areas of your brain. So mushrooms are doing that same thing. Okay. And um, I don't take antidepressants. Uh, they have a lot of bad side effects. They also aren't generally clinically effective, but I do uh, I do take uh, mushrooms. And sometimes when I'm having a major depressive episode, I will be like, okay, well, I need to actually have a trip. yeah, And it helps me kind of screw my head back on straight and uh, look at my life a little bit more objectively and pull me out of my obsessive thoughts and my darkness and make me feel connected because depression... It can make you feel really like not you're not connected to the world you feel very adrift you feel isolated. yeah you feel like you're just like on this fucking iceberg like drifting away or whatever and right. like um and everything you're seeing and experiencing is through a fog and mushrooms definitely um help me in that regard um to feel a little bit more connected to humanity, whether or not I want to be, because like humans, am I right? Humans,
0: uh-huh. humans, humans. So when you're microdosing, you're not like walking around tripping, like seeing no. things. It's just uh, affecting you. Where you're like, do you even notice it?
1: Not really. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: Okay. No. Like, like you overall, don't... you notice it because you are feeling more better, stabilized, yeah, and better. But in you're
1: not uh, feeling it as like. Oh, I'm having like body yeah feelings. Or... It's not like, oh, I took Prozac, I can't drive a car, you know. Like <laughs> I I microdose, I drive to work, I go to work, I go yeah. to the gym, um, and I'm fully functional. Uh, And that's why I always joke when I meet people who are like just a fucking mess where I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I take mushrooms regularly and I manage (laughs) to get dressed, have on clothes and navigate the world. So what the fuck is going on with you, man? (laughs) Like maybe you need mushrooms. I don't know. Yeah. So
0: I love them. I, uh, yeah, I've tried a couple of times, but it's always just been more of a recreational like I'm tripping balls. Yeah. uh, Type of thing for me.
1: Do you ever, have you ever had, like, moments where you had, you know, and it happens too when you're drinking, you just, like, really connect to somebody or you really whatever. Have you had those moments when you're tripping with friends where you're having heart-to-hearts or? um I wouldn't say I've had heart-to-hearts. I
0: mean, I've definitely, I've tripped with friends and had a super fun time. yeah And we've laughed a lot and just feel so good. And we share with each other how good we're feeling but i wouldn't say that i've ever like it's ever been a lasting bonding experience you know what i mean it's just like fun in the moment Mm -hmm. um i'd say it's more like i've i felt it lasting effects for myself yes afterwards and like a love for myself
1: um that's the interesting thing about mushrooms is that um, they are really good for psychological treatment and development because people after one trip, um, they're doing studies right now with end of life anxiety mm-hmm. where, uh, people have cancer. They have a lot of anxiety and they're scared of death right. and they'll do one, um, Magic mushroom trip with a psychotherapist, and they report long lasting effects. Uh huh. And uh, they say the lasting effect isn't related to the dose of the drug, so it's not like medicine where the more medicine you take, the more you know, the more antibiotics you take, the more bacteria it kills, or whatever. It's like the more profound your spiritual experience with the mushrooms, the longer lasting. The effects of it. So a lot of people are doing it to help quit drinking. Uh-huh. Um, it gives them personal insight. I read a quote that said psychedelic drugs rather than provide escape. Like alcohol numbs your senses. It kind yes. of disassociates you. You're not thinking you. about it anymore. Yeah. Um, the mushrooms actually provoke explanation or exploration of negative thoughts. So it's a really cool therapeutic tool because it heightens your... Um, Awareness of yourself and your behaviors, and they provoke you to uh, explore yourself. And, uh, I mean, that's that's what I use them for. Yeah. I sometimes journal. Oh, really? Uh-huh.
0: That's nice. So do you usually do it alone?
1: Usually when I take a, a big dose, I do it alone. I just feel like I... I mean, I'm sure I, I, I could take a big dose around you, but I don't want to do it, like, in a party atmosphere. Right. Um, So, like, two years ago, I was going through – no, a year ago. It was a year ago. I was going through some shit. Like, my life was a mess, and I was on the verge of never talking to my mom again. I was going right. to quit talking to her, and I took some mushrooms, and I journaled it out, and I really made sense about a lot of my – behaviors and interactions with my mom um and I sorted that out and more recently I um took a large dose and I had some insight into my binge eating behavior which was uh it's it's it, it, see it sounds really weird when you put if you try to put anything that means a lot into words it always uh-huh. comes off silly uh-huh. it's like try to write a love song right like The people who write really good love songs are brilliant because it's really hard to write about strong emotions in a way that isn't adolescent, that doesn't come off as cheesy.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So trying to articulate the uh, realizations you have on psychedelics can be really difficult. Um, But I realized that... uh, I wrote down that the uh, I binge eat because I'm trying to feed the army of people I have to be in order to not feel vulnerable. Right. Because I'm a binge eater. Yeah. And I'm a stress binge eater. And, I mean, I will, I'll eat two pizzas and, like, 12 giant soft cookies and two large fries. Like, all at once. Like, it really is, like, insane the amount of food I'll put away when I do that. And it was an interesting... Um, It was an interesting way to put it for me where I was like, oh, yeah, because I really want to be Wonder Woman and I'm trying to be invulnerable and I'm trying to be all these people so that I don't have to admit my vulnerabilities or that I'm alone in the world. And so, I, yeah, I'm trying to feed this fucking army inside of me. And maybe if I didn't feel the need to be this army, I wouldn't feel the need to like fucking feed them. (laughs) Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I don't know. It was a really interesting uh, awakening that kind of stuck with me. That's really cool. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do drugs, man. Learn about yourself. And it was uncomfortable. It was a really uncomfortable trip. Like, I felt my brain going into areas, exploring things that I actually don't want to think about. Right. Like, while I was tripping, all I wanted to do was stop tripping and go eat. It was really weird. It was really fucking weird. Where I was like, I want this to stop, and I want to go binge eat because I was starting to feel things that I didn't want to feel. Yeah, and I almost feel like I um, psychologically chickened out. Uh-huh. Uh, so probably my next trip, I'm gonna take a really big dose and go into it like with the intention of like, you are not gonna shy away from anything you're thinking and feeling. Right. Because we all have thoughts that we try to hide from, and just like the you're like, I'm okay, everything's okay, I'm fine. I'm acting normal.
0: Everything's fine. And
1: it's like, yeah. And I, I fucking, my biggest pet peeve with people is people who lie to themselves. Right. You know? where well, We all do. We all do. And I like really want to just aggressively, I want to take some mushrooms and I want to aggressively go in there and confront myself and be like, what are you hiding from me? Yeah. Like, what is in there? Because every time that I've like learned something new about myself um, while shrooming, It's really benefited me as a person. And so I when people have like what they call bad trips, it's difficult trips because they're being shown something they don't want to know. Yeah. And it's like I, you know, have the intention to go in there and be like, I want to I want to know. Yeah. I think it's
0: funny that you say that because when before I did mushrooms, I would hear about people saying they had bad trips mm-hmm. and it really scared me and it made me really fearful to take them. Mm-hmm. Um but when I finally did, I realized that it's it's not like what they show in the movies or or like I don't know. I feel like I just remember people saying like, "Oh, I see dark shadow people" or "You see
1: demons and snakes." Yeah, and it, yeah. yeah, like
0: you see horrific visuals and um it wasn't like that at all because i didn't see anything that wasn't physically there yeah but what was physically there was altered and looked weird as fuck Mm -hmm. like uh for example one of my friends was sitting in front of a cement wall and his face took on the texture of the cement wall and the color Mm -hmm. and it was like even though i could see he was sitting in front of me he just kind of blended into that wall yeah uh the sex the sex, the sex, uh, the clouds. I looked at, in the sky looked like it was a orgy, a bunch oh. of people having sex. Ooh. Um, because I, the first time I tripped was in the middle of the day, which mm-hmm. I would recommend doing it. I know everyone kind of does things at night for some reason. Yeah, why do people
1: say that? I don't know why they say that.
0: I don't know, and I think it's just a popular. I don't know, like just
1: because people... lights look
0: cool, I guess. Yeah, and you're like in your house. Maybe, and you're watching movies or something. I yeah. I don't know what everyone does when they trip, but I tried it during the day, and it was awesome. And looking at those clouds, having a giant yeah. sex orgy was amazing. Like, I'll never forget that. so fun. So, I don't know. I like that you've had all your experiences with mushrooms have been, like, really spiritual and awakening.
1: I mean, some of them have been, like, I mean... I've taken mushrooms and hiked to a waterfall uh-huh. and that was kind of fun. My friend didn't take any. He's a scientist and he told me I was walking like a primate uh, because <laughs> that's how scientists talk. Yes. Um, but I mean it definitely in terms of like feeling the rocks and feeling connected to it. I could do that sober. I yeah. go hiking sober all the time and I still sometimes cry cuz nature's so beautiful. Uh, cause that's a thing that I do. It is. That's beautiful. Um, I feel. I you feel. I feel things, man. Oh, Sydney, you're human. I'm human. Well, yeah, <laughs> I feel. I feel things very deeply. I think I just don't maybe feel the same things that other people expect you to you know yeah. mm-hmm. where I'm like yeah I don't really I'm not super heated about like day-to-day life but like you fucking give me a mountain to climb and I will get like super because like I love when nature's just doing its thing
0: isn't it beautiful fuck
1: yeah. fuck yeah so anyways but yeah so I've definitely I've and I take mushrooms at Disneyland mm-hmm. um, and that's not a hyper spiritual thing but it does make me feel as an artist, because, like, I, th- you know, I love interactive art installation and I love, like, the art and tech design of Disneyland. So it feels really good to be inside of it and yeah. be like, okay, well, humans can create beauty. Right. I mean, that's more of what that's about for me. And that's weird to say uh-huh. about a fucking, like, theme park. But, like, it feels really good to be, like, thousands of human beings have worked together to create this thing that's fucking dope as shit. And that's amazing. Um Because human beings worked together to create a lot of bullshit, you know? Right. We create corporations and global warming and hatred and gossip and vitriol. (laughs) And so it's really cool to just fucking connect to like... Oh, human beings can also team up to make things that are cool. Yeah. Um. And so that is what that's what Disneyland is to me. I love it. Eh, well, thank you. Oh. I feel I feel embarrassed about it. Like Why? being like, oh, it's such a spiritual place for me. Like, what the fuck? But it really is.
0: Believe me, there's tons of people out there who probably feel exactly the same yes. way about Disneyland. There like, are. There are fanatical people. Yes. Where I. I met someone who, um, she was like, "Yeah, that's I have an annual pass, and that's where I go when I'm sad or when Mm -hmm. I just need to feel good. I go to Disneyland." She lives in California. She's like, "I just I go once
1: a week, Mm -hmm. and it's it's just the best place to be." It honestly is one of the main reasons I would like to move to California is so that I can go there more often. Yeah, because it does give me when I get. I'm a very sensitive person and I sometimes get super overloaded by ugliness yeah. in the world. And so it's really nice to go somewhere where there is beauty and um, and just appreciate my existence and that I am fortunate enough that I can experience beautiful things um, because daily life I, I struggle with like just – Going to the same job every day, seeing the same people, having the same conversations. Like I don't do very well with routine Uh and let alone when people are in routines, they get petty and trivial and there's like ugliness. Um, And so I try to travel as much as possible and like, you know, hike and go Uh out in nature and... Whatever. And yeah, Disneyland is part of that for me. So um Sydney's ode to Disney. <laughs> my ode to Disney. <laughs> I, I mean, it. honestly, I buy I, I, my annual pass is six hundred dollars. And I feel like uh, it's more effective than therapy. It's definitely worth the money for me. Yeah. um, To go there and do that uh, and to do drugs. So also. Oh, so here, let's bring it back around. So California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. California, not only like 40% of psychedelic research and use goes on in California. Um, there is a proposition that will hopefully be on the ballot next year in California to uh, reclassify mushrooms. Because right now they're a Schedule One, which means there's no medicinal use and um, there's a high risk for abuse. Uh-huh. And um, Schedule One drugs, that's the most severe punishments for if you're caught with them. And uh, first of all, like, There isn't a high risk for abuse with mushrooms. People don't abuse psychedelic drugs. In fact, people used to use them to stop abusing drugs. So there's that. Um, But also there is a medicinal use and they've been doing these studies with them. And so this dude uh, has uh, put together this uh, proposition and hopefully it'll get on the ballot in California. If you're a California voter, sign, uh, sign this. I don't know how you do it. You have to find it. (laughs) <laughs> this proposition. I don't know how to fuck. It. I don't know how to politic. Google it. Google it. But it needs 365,000 voter signatures to get on the ballot.
0: Oh shit! So there's.
1: The, I feel like there's enough. There. There's that many people in California who can sign this and get it on the ballot.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, this they're guy. All
1: our fans. Here's where it gets bad. This oh. guy Kevin Saunders, who uh, put this together, this prop whatever. Uh uh-huh. Uh, he's running for mayor. Okay. He says mushrooms helped him quit being an alcoholic, but then he had to fuck it up. Oh, what'd he do? Kevin Saunders thinks that aliens Ugh. brought mushrooms to Earth to help expand human consciousness. Oh, shit. And I'm like, God damn it, Kevin Saunders. You're not helping. You know, they might have, but you don't need to tell people that. No. Just believe it and keep it to yourself. It's like. On Stranger Things season two, where they were like, we can't go to the press with what the upside down is and the true story. We need to come up with a spoiler alert. They were like, we need to publish a middle ground story so that the bad guy gets caught, but the public will actually believe it. Because if we say the bad guy is bad for all these reasons, no one's going to believe us. So, come on, Kevin Saunders. Come on, Kevin Saunders. What
0: the fuck, Temper, you're crazy, dude. Yeah, don't, you know, don't go around.
1: Just keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. We all know you're right and it's true, but... Aliens brought mushrooms to Earth, but, like, not everyone's ready to hear it, dude. Exactly.
0: That's what I'm saying. Well, speaking
1: of aliens...
0: Yeah. My dear, beloved New Mexico... Oh, yeah uh they in appeals court ruled on june in 2005 uh that growing what the fuck what's the psilocybin mushrooms thing? i don't know why my tongue my tongue can't do it psilocybin psilocybin you did okay. it you just did it okay well the appeals court uh ruled that growing psilocybin mushrooms for personal use could not be considered quote unquote manufacturing a controlled substance what under state law so it is still illegal under federal law Uh but under new mexico state law you can grow them for your own personal use in your home
1: okay first of all fuck yeah
0: new mexico i love it it's my my homeland i'm beautiful we we may need
1: to relocate the network to new mexico I'm just I'm trying to find somewhere that, like, I can. You do everything you want to do. Yeah, where I can be as free as possible. I know. That I sounds amazing. Also. I know, isn't that great? Yeah, mushrooms. Um, I'll say they're like
0: mushrooms. They're bliss fest.
1: Yes, they are. They make you really they they make you smiley and happy they just and loving. So happy. The.
0: The first time I took them, uh, my friend actually had to like calm me because I couldn't stop laughing. Really? I was just laughing so uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. That he had to soothe me till I stopped. And then also, another thing that I just absolutely love doing on mushrooms that uh, I always heard don't ever do this. Oh, look in the mirror? Yes. And I love it. Really? Because it makes my face look like it's rotting. And guess <gasps> what? Love I, I love that. I thought it was great. Like I looked in the mirror. My eyes just started getting darker and darker around like my sockets. Uh-huh. My mouth started it looked like my lips were starting to rot and crumble. And you loved it. And it looked like all these veins were starting to come out. And I was just I it looked like I was rotting slowly uh-huh. into a zombie. And I just thought it was the coolest thing because when it got too intense i would shake my head and be like Murr! and um my face would go back to normal for That's a second cool. and then start doing it yeah. all over again uh-huh. so i just i stayed in the bathroom for like an hour and a half just doing yeah. that how and fun. Finally, yeah. And finally, someone came and got me and was like, what are you doing? I was like, just chilling. Just like, look at my face. Look, at it, it's rotting. Yeah. Look at your face. It's rotting.
1: And they're like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> you're like, well, <laughs> you're missing out. Yeah. It's pretty fucking cool. It's fucking great. I think that's the thing is like both you and I are very like open people. So any experience that comes our way, we're like, OK, cool. Yeah. And not everyone's like that. Well, like, and
0: I knew, like, it's
1: not real. Yes.
0: This is just an effect of the drug I took earlier. Yeah, that only so, lasts about four or five hours.
1: Yeah. So it's not going it. to, yeah, just have fun because it is temporary. Yeah. I will
0: say the downside to mushrooms is um, when, for me, every time I take them, I get very nauseous. Okay. Um, Because you're taking enough to trip. Like, if you're yeah. taking enough to trip. Mm-hmm. Hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it just upsets my stomach. And, uh, I, I want to throw up. I don't, but I want to.
1: So, um, uh, mushrooms affect your serotonin receptors. They act on the serotonin receptors. And your gut, actually, I think they now think that your gut has more serotonin receptors. There's more serotonin activity going on in your gut oh. than in your brain. Okay. And it's that whole like brain-gut re- like connection. Right. So it would make sense. Because I guess a lot of people, um, mushrooms will make them nauseous. Or afterwards, they'll have diarrhea. Or during. Or during, which is... <laughs>
0: Not fun.
1: not fun. Um uh so yeah that would make sense because it's affecting your serotonin receptors okay. and your gut is full of those. Um I have the opposite thing because I do have bowel problems, uh uh-huh. but when I take mushrooms it it alleviates them. Oh. So that's great. I know. Wow. Uh, I recently listened to an interview with someone on Joe Rogan's podcast and he said for microdosing do 5 days on, 2 days off. Uh And so, um, that's what I think I'm going to start doing. Because I wasn't microdosing for a while. I didn't need to. And then I had a depressive episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, yeah, I feel like now that I'm back... uh, Well, number one, I'm... The character of Sydney DeLorean has (laughs) re-upped. And uh, so, now I'm going to do... I'm doing the five days on, two days off. So... But I timed it wrong, so I was like, "Oh, well, I'll take weekends off. That makes sense," because we. Oh. But like, I work weekends, and like, why the fuck am I going to work not on mushrooms? <laughs> True that. Like, what the fuck? I mean, your jobs—you're totally capable. Of. Yeah, I can do. I'm. At, it's actually better if I'm on mushrooms. Um, so yeah. That's cool. Cuz I'm kind of, I'm I work with the general public and when you're on mushrooms you kind of like you're more see,
0: open. Yeah,
1: and you see people you're more understanding, you actually listen better. You kind of are connecting and you're seeing the beauty in another person and so it's easier to be more empathetic. Yeah, to be more patient and
0: understanding. Yeah. So overall, I'd say I give mushrooms a, a 5 out of 5 and I would Definitely. I would recommend them to anyone. I would say, you know, if you're an adult, uh, take, you have your own body and your mm-hmm. own choice. And if you choose to, they're fun.
1: They're fun. Also, I always say, like, if you want to learn how to meditate, like, maybe do them hand in hand because they basically do the same thing to your brain. Interesting. Um, so I was a meditator for several years before I ever took mushrooms. And then when I took them, I was like, oh, this is meditation. It's just lasting longer. And I'm oh. up and about. Um, and so, yeah, maybe take like a little bit of mushroom and then try to meditate. If you can incorporate it into your meditation practice, just to kind of help train yourself. Like, what is the goal? Where am I trying to get? Um, and you know, get to that place where you're letting your thoughts drift through and, um, mushrooms can help with that. That's awesome. Also, I don't know, maybe like, listen, listen. You have a big house. You have a lot of space. Take some mushrooms and pretend you're a modern dancer. Oh my gosh! Or get uh, if you have a shag rug. Ooh. Lay in
0: that shag rug and just roll around all over it because that yeah. feels real good. If you have a cat, pet pet your the cat. cat. Mm-hmm. It feels so good to pet yeah. animal animals animals. Uh, pet your <laughs> animals. <laughs> So good to pet animals when you're on mushrooms for it's just ah yeah
1: they're beautiful they're beautiful you're connecting to the spirit of the beast yeah um it's really fun yeah I feel like yeah it just it can make like parts of life that are like decadent and indulgent like just go with it yeah um because I'm all about feeling things and delving into um I don't know. The carnal experiences in life, carnal doesn't mean sex. Carnal means like of the flesh. And so I think that it's important to um, really enjoy things. We talked on the witchcraft episode about having intent when you're cooking things. Yes. And also like just having focus and intent when you're eating things, when you're spending time with other human beings, when you're petting an animal. And mushrooms kind of help you like really – be in the moment and feel it and enjoy it. They
0: do. They do really bring that out. And uh, I'd say go outside. It's so yes. fun to connect with nature. Mm-hmm. And it really does. It intensifies that connection and just makes uh, it'll make you ex- appreciate so much more. Just the beauty of nature. Mm-hmm. It'll be like Sydney crying like
1: a baby on a mountaintop. I listen. <laughs> it fucking happens. I The after my friend uh, killed herself, uh, I had a trip to Disneyland and I uh, ate a lot of mushrooms and I watched parades and I just like cried because I felt so fortunate that I was able to experience that joy. Like I just really was feeling it. And I was like, I just love that I can be here in this moment and I can feel this and it feels good. Um, And knowing, you know, my friend was depressed and couldn't feel that. And it made me really like, I don't know, it filled me with gratitude. It definitely mushrooms helped me have perspective and gratitude. And then um, I went back to my hotel room that night and I got these like big cookies and I just laid in like this big cold fresh sheet bed and I just ate like these cookies and like, like every bite like really enjoyed the taste. Um, my friend had had a really bad eating disorder. And oh. so it was like part of thinking like, oh, she could never let herself enjoy food or enjoy. Like she never really enjoyed things because there was this other thing hanging over her head. She right. wasn't living in the moment and feeling joy. And so I just really like, I don't know, delved into feeling and experiencing joy and felt really grateful. And it was um, magical. Uh, it was magical. Yeah. Because they're magic mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, I I don't know. I think that covers mushrooms just about for us.
1: Yeah. Um, how about we do a little Paul in our pocket? <gasps> oh, my God. Paul in our pocket. I forgot about this segment.
0: <laughs> I love it. I'm bringing it back.
1: Fuck yeah. I love Paul Reiser. I am so moist in your chair right now just thinking about Paul Reiser. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm not really... <laughs> That I'm not. That would be gross. That'd be gross, you. No, that'd be it super, wouldn't. No, be wouldn't moist. Be.
0: be moist. All right. Be moist. Okay. Uh, here's your little Paul Reiser fact for today. All right. Lay it on me. He's married and has two children.
1: God, I bet they're all great people.
0: I bet they are. That's beautiful. If I'm not mistaken, I think his name's his wife's name is like Paula or something like that, like similar to his. Oh know. my god, that's amazing! I'll double check and I'll let you guys that's know. That's amazing.
1: I bet she's a wonderful woman, and I bet oh, I'm she's sure. a great mother. Yeah, and I'd guys, be really surprised if I learned that Paul Reiser had like an anger problem or something.
0: I was trying to dig up dirt. Like, there's not really a lot of online uh, stuff. There's not really a lot about Paul Reiser.
1: <laughs> there, no one has a blog called PaulReiserDirt.com.
0: Actually, yeah. Well, we'll save this for next week. Oh fuck, uh, Paul! Paul in my pocket
1: okay to be continued oh
0: god i can't wait ha 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 happy hump day happy hump day guys